Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 308. At the way. We go. Oh, shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Rick Flair, it's a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, and here we are, the end of the summer, the season finale, the season six finale of A Shot of Wrestling, and what better way to end the summer than the man who's joined us all summer long, the end of the summer of Vacant. Vacant, welcome back. I'm back, and you know why I'm back? Because it's over 80 degrees outside, and we just have to make it hot in the studio, and I'm glad I'm back for the season finale. A shot of rest. Season six finale. That's nuts. And I remember the very first episode of season six, mm-hmm. way back in September. Me and my former co-host got on the Skypes or the Zooms, mm-hmm. both extremely suffering from COVID. That's how season six started. It was a year ago we came back from Atlantic City. A year ago we got COVID, and here we are finally uh, celebrating the end of the, the summer of vacant. There's a current theme here when you're on the show, calling out my former, my first former co-host. Have you heard anything back? You know, nothing. I, I thought he would actually show up here tonight, but he's dodging me. He, he's he, he, he's going to hide under the cloak of responsibility at home. But you know what? I'm here. I have responsibilities too, but I make time for you. But you know what? We can save it for season seven. Maybe this is the cliffhanger. Yeah. You know? Is he what back yet? I don't know. I know he went to a vacation at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know if he's back yet. Just saying. I think he was there for the raid. Maybe, maybe he was there for the raid. Maybe he's hiding. Maybe. Maybe was he was he on was he there on January sixth? I don't know. I don't know, something, I don't know about whereabouts of January sixth. Maga man instead of Green Man. Yeah. Whatever it is, Green Man, I'll be waiting. How's your summer been outside of joining me on the show? Outside of this, has been good. I mean, I've relaxed. Rephrase that. Okay. You said outside of this, it's been good, meaning that this is a nightmare for you. No, 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 no. So you outside, might of, re- outside of this. <laughs> no, no. This is this is this is fine actually. <laughs> It's a nice way to end a week when I'm here, just like chill and drink and do whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't do that anymore, really. But you know, out, outside of a, a shot of wrestling, you know, it's been good. I work's okay. Getting my house is okay. Uh, just okay. Uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm 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 waiting for the moment when I when I actually put pen to paper and, and then mm-hmm. it's real. Put the key in the door. Yeah. Put the key in the door. You know, once it's 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 in front of you, mm-hmm. that's when I think I'll feel it. But I can't complain other than I just want the fall to be here. I want football. Damn right. Can't wait. You know? Giants fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are we doing? They're going to suck. Really? I mean, I know some of my buddies who are Giants fans are say- telling me, oh, you know, uh, you know, they beat the Patriots. Like, Preseason? Yeah. Like, like, okay. It doesn't count, one. Tyra did look good. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up on this team yet. Just yet. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have a good season. I don't think so either. So I'm just going to coast. And that's the attitude, because I, once again, for the umpteenth year in a row, am going into the season with high hopes <laughs> as the fan of the Miami Dolphins. And I know 
I know I'm going to get disappointed. Mm-hmm. I know. But the hope's still there. One question. Yes. So there's a new documentary on Netflix about okay. Tua. Is there? Okay. Right. And it, it, it's not even about Tua, like his career. It's about the one pivotal moment in Tua's life. His fake girlfriend. So, if you... Ta- Monte Teo? Yeah. Oh, Monte Teo, sorry. Okay, yeah. Monte Teo, sorry. So, I feel like anybody who... Anyone who comes up with something like this creates a distraction for the season or something to talk about. hmm So, I do recommend this documentary, but it's also with a grain of salt. Like, okay, what is the point of creating a whole documentary mm-hmm. about something as stupid as that? Mm. Yeah, you know he, he tried to, he tried to have drama and whatever. Yeah. But does it affect his psyche now? Did he make it up or was he getting catfished? Well, he made it up. I thought he was getting catfished. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But it, but, it, but to me, it's like, why release something like this? Like you haven't. It's better like when you. I don't know if you saw the Aaron Hernandez Netflix uh, doc. No, I wanted to, but never got around to it. You should. That's very good. Very good documentary. Stuff like, you know, the tuck rule on ESPN, you know, crap like that I can watch. But something like this insignificant, it's, pff, why release it? It, it? it was It's a blip. It was an embarrassment. D- is it a crime? Do you know how many people have, like, made, like, imaginary girlfriends? <laughs> oh, I've, I've known a couple. You know, I'm just saying, like, maybe something was wrong with him. Leave him alone. Yeah. You know? Maybe just lonely. Maybe. I mean, trust me, a lot, a lot more people who are lonely do crazier shit. Worse shit than creating an imaginary girlfriend. So you mentioned you're excited about football. Yeah. Now, we talked about this last time you were here, but it hasn't sunk in yet that it's going to be nonstop football until, what, I'm excited. June? I'm excited, man. I hope the XFL is good. I, I'm actually excited for the XFL. The USFL I, was good. I'm yeah. excited for season two on that. hope the XFL lives up to that hype. And you know what? The, the good thing about the XFL is I don't have a home team to root for, so exactly, I can yeah. just watch for the sake of watching. So I'm I'm really interested, like, how this uh, relationship with the NFL is going to work. So which uh, guys we see, like, move on up. And I'm I'm just excited, bro. I I just want to go to games. I know you and I are going to go to a game in October. So I just want to ball out and just have fun and just enjoy this shit. Because I feel like this season, too, for me, at least for the NFL, I don't have a dog in this fight. I know my team's going to suck. I don't know if you think your your team's going to suck. No, my team's going to win the Super Bowl. So, that's okay. what I'm so I mean, you got to. I mean, some people are positive, but I, I just want to enjoy football for the sake of the fact that there's football. Now, the Giants suck. Who's your other team? I don't have one. You got to have this backup team. No, I don't have a backup team. I just, I just, enjoy, I'm genuinely one of those people that just, if, if the Giants are playing and then they're doing absolutely awful, I'll look for another game that looks like pretty competitive and just turn it on because. I just want to see action, man. I just want to see okay. something that where, where people actually give a shit about winning. So you won't root for another team? No. But is there another team outside the NFC East that you'll root against? Outside of the NFC East? Jets I, I'll root against. Um, fuck the Jets. Yeah, fuck the Jets. I mean, only because of my wife. But, you know, just to piss her off a bit. So right now she has bragging rights because in the regular season, they've beaten us twice in a row. Mm-hmm. For like the past eight years, aren't you a Yankees fan? I'm a Yankees fan. Get ask her. When's the last time you guys won a ring? How many rings you guys got? Pull up. Pull up. Pull those lines. I I don't because that's a typical douchebag Yankee <laughs> fan shit. And I actually I, I and this and this is me as a Yankee fan. I don't really care for that uh, for that statement. We haven't won a championship in a decade. Oh yeah, in a decade. And you know we have the crosstown rivals who just might might do it. 
So I don't know. <laughs> I was watching the Sunday Night Baseball K Rod cast. Mm-hmm. Jeter was on. Okay. And they were trying to mend fences, blah, blah, blah. But that, they point out the fact that 2009 was the last time they won. It just mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it was that long ago the Yankees won. It doesn't. Maybe because I'm reminded about it every time I talk to one of those douchebag Yankee fans. But a good friend of mine is a douchebag Yankee fan. And he would always give me shit for the Dolphins. <laughs> right. Bro, you're a Dolphins fan. You, they suck. What are you talking about? So that one day, he, he was giving me this. He was just railing it into me. Mm-hmm. Then I decided, wait, he's a fucking Yankees fan. Let me do what he does. Bro, what's the last time you guys want a ring? How many rings you guys got? You got one. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. Worked. Shut him up. It does. Like, it does work. Actually, when I went to uh, the last game at City Field, the Subway Series, you had actually douchebag Yankee fans. Just like, oh, we have twenty-seven rings. Mm-hmm. Like a big deal. Yeah. I mean, okay, but it it. I went there and it was a great fucking game. I thought we had it, and then all of a sudden it just collapsed at the end. So I left that stadium with my head down. I I, I didn't say a word. To my wife who was with me, and she she saw I was sad. I was like, "Yeah, this mm-hmm. sucks," because now I have to eat this yeah. for a bit, you know. But I'm, I'm I mean I am excited for the baseball season. To me, it's all about like who the hell is going to beat the Astros? <laughs> Hopefully, you guys fuck the Astros. No, we've already we've only beaten them twice this year, and that and right now they're in the skid. You ever hear any loud banging or whistles blowing? Or? <laughs> I mean, now with the with the signals being on the on the cap and shit or <laughs> on your wrist. Mm. I don't think so. But right now, it's more, to me, it's like, if the Mets win, I'd be like, all right, mm-hmm. that's cool. You know, I wouldn't be mad about it. I feel like you're the minority because I'm a Mets fan. Yeah, I know. But a lot of my favorite players growing up are Yankees. One of my favorite players of all time, I get a lot of shit for it, too, is A-Rod. I, I hate that. I hate so 2009, that. he won a ring. I'm like, I can't hate that. I don't hate the Yankees. I fucking hate those dad Yankee fans. No, yeah. It, it, with me, it's more like the the hopey dopey fans mm-hmm. that, that just create these scenarios in their head. Mm-hmm. But you know, true believers or like you know, people who really stick to their guns about the sport, those I'll respect. And if they have a good take on 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 baseball, like our friend Richard, he's one of them. You know, a true Yankee fan. So I I think I think because of him, I've learned to kind of respect where some of these fans are coming from. So which is like I. I think I'm learning not to hate them as much, but I'm also learning that, like, damn, you guys are, you guys are really hungry for this, and you guys really are rooting for it, mm-hmm. and it, it it almost feels like you're sitting next to a, a Cubs fan before 2016. Yeah, and so it's like, okay, I, I can see it. I think it's your time. Hope so, man. But we'll see. But right now, it's like anyone but the Astros for me. Okay, so that's that's all. And if, and if it's the Mets, so be it. All right, thinking. I realized, you know, we can go all night talking about sports. Often. When the podcast is done, we usually do. Mm. But let's get back into the wrestling world. Let's see what's trending this week. Your favorite of all time, CM Punk's in the news. Oh. He managed to create some uh, controversy. He cut a promo on Adam Page, and now he has heat with the AEW locker room. And now the locker room is actually divided. He called out Adam Page, and he issued a rematch for the title. Page never showed up, of course, because he wasn't, he wasn't expecting there. it. Yeah. Then Punk said this is coward shit, not cowboy shit. I thought it was weird, because why mention it? Something there's no payoff to it, right? But that was a shoot. He considered a receipt from a previous promo. Adam Page cut on him. It feels very like second gradeish. Mm. I guess that's how things go sometimes. I actually was trying to find that promo that people were talking about. Me too. I couldn't find anything, and I couldn't find anything that like where Adam Page said something very personal to him. I know they were talking about like oh you know the way he treats Coke. He treated Coke Cabana. There was nothing close. 
so I, I and, and I know I saw someone pointing out that the closest he said something to was how it was the last promo in the go home show. Okay. Page mentioned how he treated people in the back and blah blah blah, but it was very brief. It w- there was no mention of him being an asshole or how he stiffed Cole Cabana's legal fees and whatever. So I, I I didn't see that unless there was something that I know the other thing was uh Page said something on a podcast about not listening to veterans. Yes. I didn't see a problem with that. I mean, not not extensively, but I, I didn't think it was enough for Punk to go out there and, like, shoot on him. But it just makes you think that, like, is Punk holier than thou? And are those people that actually were rooting for Punk now, do they think that this guy is just a holier-than-thou piece of crap? That's what I'm trying to get at now. I'm like, are, people, are, are they going to sour on Punk or are they going to stick with Punk? And does this change their opinion of Adam Page, who, from my estimation, is a nice guy? Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer quoted, There are a few people who are furious at Punk backstage because Hangman's a well-liked guy, like you just said. Mm-hmm. So they're mad at Punk. Right. However, you have people who are on Punk's side who say Hangman started this. So they're mad. You're mad at CM Punk. It just seems very childish. It was weird when I first saw it because I'm like, okay, maybe this is some heel shit going on here, right? Yeah. And then I started reading the reports. I'm like, wow, that's kind of cowardly. You know, you you literally made this dude. There was no way he could win that. No, of course and not. And by him, I mean uh, Paige. Because A, he wasn't there, so he didn't win that round. No. Right? B, he can't go through the curtains into the ring because it's not your time. So you, he cornered I mean, smart move if you're that kind of a guy who roots for that shit. But it was kind of like, man, you made this guy look like a piece of shit. Yeah. Mind you, it doesn't change my opinion of Adam Page. I mean, it, it doesn't weaken my opinion of Adam Page. It makes me think that, like, oh, Adam Page is a bitch. I just feel like this is the same shit over and over again with this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he has a problem with someone, and and, and mind you, I, fuck Tony Khan for even allowing this shit to happen. I understand things are trying to be, or, you know, promos are, are a little bit more organic in AEW, but I feel like... That five minutes that he spent, you know, bad bad mouthing Page could have been spent building up your freaking main event for the next pay per view, which I think has no build at all. The biggest show of the year. Yeah, that's my take on Punk. And in the past, I've had negative opinions about this dude, and I feel like all those rumors that he was threatening to quit again and blah 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 is the problem wrestling or is the problem Punk? That's my question. Yeah, yeah. Since we're talking about Triple H and uh, CM Punk now. This promo against CM Punk's have resurfaced from, oh, 10 of course. Year, from 10 years ago. Right. Let me know if you've heard this before. I want to be the catalyst for that oh, change. Oh, save me. You want to be the catalyst as long as it benefits you. I am sick to death of listening to you talk to how you're doing all of this for them. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there. Maybe half of them agree with what you're saying. The other half... They don't give a damn. You know what, Punk? Some of these people actually like the WWE. Some of these people dig it. They tune in every week. They love what they see. They come here to have a good time. They like it the way it is. Can it be better? Sure, it can be better. That's right. And that's my job, to make it better. But when you talk about being the catalyst for change, really what you mean is you will only accept change if it means CM Punk is on top. Because unless CM Punk is the guy, the man, 
that's not enough change for you. That's not really what you want. See, you're no different than anybody else that's ever been in this business, including me. We're a lot alike. We did what we had to do to get on top. The difference is, I looked everybody in the eye and told you, I'm gonna step on you, I'm gonna walk through you to get to the top. You, you don't have the balls to do it. What you did is you backdoor your way around. You try to do it by being a martyr. That was my, 10 years my, ago, my, by the my, way. My thoughts on that, right, is was that, oh, shoot, or was that a work? Seems like it's crosses the line, right? Right. So, in of- a way, I think it's a shoot. I think the promo was spot on. It taps into the feelings that any casual WWE fan had at the time, or even now, that if this guy is not in the center of the universe, then nothing's going right. If he's the dude, you know, revolving around the wrestling world, then it's a different story. The wrestling world must revolve around him. So I kind of feel like this dude is just looking for a purpose in life. And again, I I, I, I kind of want to stress that, like, if this dude has an issue in AEW and had an issue in WWE, is the issue the companies or is the issue punk? In my opinion, it's punk. Two things. One, whoever was holding on to that clip for 10 years, props to you. Yeah. But that was also 10 years ago. Right. CM Punk is not the same man he was 10 years ago. No. So whatever Triple H was saying now, probably was right, probably very shootish. That can't be true to this day. CM Punk is gone on record. He's a different person now. But then he does stuff like this. He's a champion. Mm-hmm. You don't want your champion to make other people look like shit either. You don't want to embarrass anybody. I mean, personal or not personal, you're in the ring. Keep that shit backstage. Right. I That kind of crap, I feel like, especially when you're a champ, you're representing the company. You're representing that corporation. Yeah. You are the face that has to go out there and promote Tony Khan's vision of wrestling. Or in, in, in WWE's case, you know, uh, Stephanie McMahon's and uh, slash Nick Khan's v- vision of wrestling. I think that's the kind of shit that, like, if you're a man, you know, you talk it over with this dude. And like, hey, I understand you have issues. What issues could they be? And just hash it out. And Punk has been that kind of person who has preached that, you know, I'm going to talk to you man to man and blah, 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 and try to fix this shit. But I feel like that promo was just, you know, t- you know, Punk's MO where he's trying to get the one up on you and not really being a man about it and just confronting him face to face or he, or even Adam Page confronting him face to face and just talk it over. You don't have to like him at the end of it, but at least you spoke to him. You know, that's just the way I see it. Also, there's no plans for a CM Punk. Adam Page rematch down the road, too. So what there like, is it just seems like this is a complete waste of our time. So how about we just move on? Yeah, yeah. WWE introduced NXT UK back in June of 2018. Mm-hmm. It was a lot longer ago than that. Yeah, it does. The UK brand gave birth to many top names, including what Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, Rhea Ripley, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gunther, mm-hmm. the longest reigning NXT UK champion. Well, now they have announced NXT Europe, as NXT UK is now a thing of the past. It's come out the last couple weeks, NXT UK talent were th- assuming the brand is being shut down because I think they lost taping rights or the tape tapings were getting shut down. Right. Fox News reports that NXT Europe, quote unquote, will reimagine the brand and ta- talent pipeline with a renewed focus on Europe in general. NXT UK will be going on hiatus. Shawn Michaels told Fox News Digital he was pretty excited about the NXT Europe, saying, and I quote, given the success of NXT UK, we feel it's time to expand beyond that. He said the company will work with the staff and talent to launch NXT Europe to a bigger and better than NXT UK was. 
She also added what will become of NXT UK talent, saying, some of it, like everything with WWE and NXT, the pipeline is always fluid. It's going to be one of those situations where we're going to have a lot of representation going into the worlds, collide, coming up pay-per-view. It's what NXT has been and always will be, a pipeline for WWE to support Raw and SmackDown. The process will continue. Thoughts? I, I mean, when I first started, I'm like, NXT UK shutting down, that sucks. For my, I never watched it, but it was pretty good. It was pumping out great talent. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. The place is not shutting down. They're just expanding to the whole fucking continent. Right. So, I guess it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Because it's now just, it seems to be good news. And all the talent released today were from released from NXT UK talent contracts. Mm-hmm. Assuming most of them will get resigned to NXT Europe contracts, right? I guess all legalese and stuff. Yeah, I, I, it's all formality. But it seems like a big, big, big story this week that was trending. I mean, it, it's actually some good news. I, I, I didn't take the news as bad as other people might have taken it. I think it, this opened up this opportunity to uh, expand on, on, you know, talent search. You mm-hmm. know, you have, you can tour uh, all of Europe. It opens up a new audience. To me, it's more dollars for WWE and more more eyes on the products for WWE. It all counts, yeah. And, it, it, you know, lucky for the European fans who get to see probable future superstars on the yep. main roster tour all over Europe. And I think this is WWE's just, they want to leave a footprint of their product and see how it grows. Honestly, great idea. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think it's a good barometer. I mean, if this succeeds, can WWE also expand into other continents? I know, like, uh, Asia, you know, people in India, that's a big fan base there. Japan, uh, Australia, New Zealand, and even South America. I know South America, the wrestling business, you know, at least wrestling popularity is growing. And who knows? Maybe you could see something in Central America, Mexico. You never know. So, I mean, it, there's, it's a great barometer to see where this can go. Literally, the world's their oyster. Yeah, of course. When I watched NXT, well, I didn't watch it, but when I watched little clips here and there, or some of the match cards, mm-hmm. the match cards were the wrestler, and behind them was their country's flag. Right. So they were already kind of throughout Europe, representing Europe. Mm-hmm. So now this just opens the door, because like you just said, there's not going to be an NXT Germany. Right. There's not going to be an NXT Italy. Boom. Two birds, one stone. Cross the whole continent. Get all the talent you can. This is nothing but good news. I, I mean, when I first heard NXT was shutting down, I was kind of a little bummed out. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like I just mentioned, all the names that came from there. But the people who are upset about this, you got to look at the glass half full here because this is just going to help WWE in general. No, it, it's. It, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's bad news at all. I think it's. A, it's a nice way to, uh, you know, get eyes on a product, eyes on f- future superstars, and it's. I know that uh, WWE does tours of Europe like twice a year or something like that. Something like that. Right? Yeah. I guess that was, pre- and I'm talking pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic I don't know what it yeah. is now. It, this kind of feeds the, you know, the hunger for the fans of Europe to get a little taste of WWE. So why not have it with, you know, something that's like there where they can have a little bit of freedom, you know, in, in terms of their house shows, their touring. You get to see pure wrestling. You get to see just like these. Blank canvases of people that down the road could be pretty vital to the success of WWE. So, I mean, not bad. I think this is one of the most positive news that we've heard from WWE in weeks. Triple H tweeted, and I quote, The growth of hashtag WWNXT to include all of Europe would not only bring diversity and opportunity to in-ring competition, but also recruitment and development of talents from around the world. WWE wants the best from around the globe. I agree. And a part of this whole press release... Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics tweeted the fact that Shawn Michaels got a new title. He is now the WWE Vice President of Talent Development Creative. Props to him. I know he's been staying away from titles for a while. He's helped start the Performance Center. 
Then he became a trainer. And then all of a sudden now he's working alongside Terry Taylor and Triple H. Then he took the reins of NXT UK. And now he's running NXT. It's one of those things where once you're out, they suck you back in type of thing. Yeah. It's in his blood. And bring this up. This is a great tweet that came out from Capital Vexus at Capital Vexus underscore. Triple H giving Shawn Michaels a promotion has big. If I'm eating, my homies are eating too energy. Quickly recap the story is just the fact that Triple H is in power. Mm-hmm. But all his friends are getting a little seat at the table as well. Because you surround people with your friends, positivity, people who will say, no, fuck you, that's not going to work. Because what we heard from this man is he surrounded himself with the yes men. Mm. I don't think Shawn, Ma- Shawn Michaels is going to say, oh, yes, that's great. <laughs> Do we think the corporate clique is forming? Like, Yeah, oh. that, that's a great, that's, that is a great thing for it. The corporate <laughs> clique is forming. I mean. I'm so excited about this. I mean, I, I can get excited on it. I mean, Shawn Michaels is a great mind. You know, it's a shame that, you know, uh, Scott Hall is not alive right now. Yeah, imagine. Because I, it's a shame that they never hired him as a, you know, talent development or creative. But um, I would say, you know, who better than to learn from the guy who basically sold out shows and was literally named Mr. WrestleMania because he actually put his body on the line and gr- gave us great matches. I dig it. Um, congratulations to, to Sean. I mean, uh, and who, who would have thought, right? A guy who had lost his smile yep. is now in the upper echelon of corporate. And who knows, maybe one of those people that you touched or you trained could very well be at the main event of WrestleMania. Never know. Congratulations to him. I, I see positive things coming from this. We'll see where NXT Europe goes. And hopefully... It just doesn't sound as sexy as NXT UK. You, you know, when I first heard the name NXT Europe, it reminded me of NFL Europe. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I forgot about. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Of course, of course. And it's like, and then I remember that was a colossal failure. Yes, it was. <laughs> but the difference is, wrestling I, fandom is everywhere. Yeah, where football, True. football fanaticism is not really there. You and I have been to WrestleManias, man. Yeah, the fans that mostly come uh, from there, other than Japan and Mexico, True. Europe. I remember in in uh, New or- in the WrestleMania 2018 in New Orleans. Most of the people, like like me, Rich, were hanging out with were, were European guys. There were British dudes who not only lived in New York City and had you know worked in bars and stuff, but they were had just landed. You know, they were like, "Hey, I traveled like X miles or kilometers to get here and just watch this." I mean, it's insane the microcosm of people that just gather as if this was church. You know, so <laughs> I dig it. Man. A lot of people, it is. I, I dig it. I dig this. I'm excited. Do you know what I dig vacant? Was that? Television. Especially this week. So let's get right into some TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. I think it's our first time doing a can opening in unison. Better. It's a great way to end the summer vacant. And the season finale. Maybe start to fall of vacant? Yeah, it could happen, man. I'm still going to need a co-host in the new season. The autumn of vacant. <laughs> sounds sounds better. I want to say the fall of vacant, but that sounds bad. No, that, that sounds still, like I'm so, about to die. Yeah, that's <laughs> the autumn of vacant we're going to stick this with. That sounds like a DC comic thing. Like, whoa, man, the yeah. fall of vacant is like 19 issues. <laughs> TV takedown. Let's do it. Where we cover something we enjoyed throughout the week of TV. And what made us look forward to coming up next week's television? 
hard to narrow it down this week because I think this is one of the best TV weeks from Monday to Friday we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. What is your takedown this week? Listen, it's hard to choose because, like I said, like I told you off air, Raw this week was one of the most watchable episodes I have seen in weeks, months, maybe a year. Fantastic booking. Multiple matches that went maybe 10 minutes or longer. And there was less emphasis on cutting a promo in the ring or having someone enter the ring and they went to a random commercial for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And then they went to a promo before they even got to that match. It was great. You can tell that there's a different person in charge. So I think WWE, at least for this week, they're going in the right direction. I'm going to have to agree with uh, the minds of uh, Eric Bischoff, who would give it like 60 to 90 days before we see something significant happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like right now I'm kind of looking forward to not just Clash of the Castle, but I'm looking to see where this goes in terms of the next big pay-per-view being Survivor Series. So I... I'm digging that all these other stars that ha- that were gone at some point or fired are given a second chance. They're being made to look strong. It's exciting right now. And, and it feels like I should be reinvested into this product yep. as a fan of WWE. So, to me, all kudos to Triple H and everyone making those executive decisions right now in Connecticut right now. Raw's been killing the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I was at MSG the first time. Triple H took over. You couldn't really tell too much, mm-hmm. but, but it was packed, right? Yeah, it was, it was, but it was, it was packed. Loud. It was it wasn't MSG, but it was packed. Yeah, sold out. They all thought Cody was going to win that damn title. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, not a good barometer there. But also, it was his first Raw. It was so his first you Raw. Couldn't really, yeah. yeah. That was a go home show to uh, SummerSlam, so you yeah. can't really change it too much. Yeah, yeah. But you saw we did it at SummerSlam. You at that point, did... you were committed. Yeah. Let the last couple of weeks. It's exciting. It's really fun, and there's been a lot of throwbacks. I'm sure you remember when you're watching Raw, mm-hmm. when you're watching even Superstars or SmackDown's mm-hmm. Heat. They'll show you the entrances. They'll show you them getting ready for the match before the bell rings. But then, oh, it, I missed that. And then in the sub corner, they'll show you like a promo, pre-tape promo. Right. They're doing that a lot now. I noticed that too. I was like, all right, I can get behind this. The presentation has been great. It's no. really enjoyable. I'm also enjoying those Easter eggs, like behind-the-scenes stuff during, during an interview, during a promo. Be, oh, be, like the car crash and the, the, uh, burn, the Easter burning. eggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually dig that. I I'm enjoying like, it, yeah. Because it made you, even me, like, it made me question, like, what the hell's going on back there? So the car like, crash. Did someone like, actually crash their car? Like, I thought that that was actually a real thing going on there for a minute. And then Stupid, stupid Me actually thought that. Yeah, you're stupid. Because if, yeah. if it was real, um, they wouldn't have, they would have changed the camera angle. There's a reason I'm watching this. Right, and but then that letter to lay things on going on. Then this past week, this the garbage can was on fire. I think think it was a Kevin Owens being interviewed. Right in the background, you see Adam Pierce talking to security guards and leading them to the entrance. It's just those subtle things. It's where, like, leading. Somewhere. You got to keep you on your toes. Like all right, now we're now we're getting. See, someone watches movies here because one of the things they teach you at film school is. The director won't put anything on camera yes. unless there isn't a purpose. Exactly. So someone must have studied this shit efficiently because that was fantastic. It's great. And it's yeah. doing a good job. It's all encompassing um, Dexter Loomis. Yeah. So he's getting a huge, huge debut on the main roster. Yeah. Subtle, slow burn, but you know, it's just going hey, on. Hey, 
Give me more of that. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, my takedown of all the good shit that happened Monday through Friday, including AEW and Impact, is something that happened in the last couple of weeks. If you know me at all, you know I'm a big fan of the mid-card titles. Yes. And how they are elevating them to some sort of prominence, also showcasing their history. These video packages, these little vignettes before the match starts. Right. I mean, Bobby Lashley's been doing great matches, what, last two, three weeks? Mm-hmm. Gunther has been doing matches the last two or three weeks. The IC title's finally being defended at a pay-per-view in the first time since WrestleMania wow. 37. Wow. Wow. That's nuts. You would think, though, right, at some point this was the title that main evented a SummerSlam. Yep. And then it just wasn't showcased at all. I don't know why. I mean, who, who was I think it's Corey Graves? No, yeah. not Corey Graves. That's... Uh, Pat McAfee keeps right. referring to it. This is the workman's title. Right. Great matches in, in, in yeah. IC title. You had the ladder matches. Yep. Uh, you even, Mind you, I'm not even talking about Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, but also, do you, if you remember Triple WrestleMania. Rock, SummerSlam. Yeah. San Francisco, we had that title, that intercontinental title match where yeah. Daniel Bryan won. Right. It was hot as fuck that day, but it was great to watch in person. It's not just the U.S. title that pro winning, uh, promoting. It is also the United States Championship. Someone heard it was going to be Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. versus AJ Styles for the first time ever. That was a good match, actually. For the United States Championship. That was really my takedown because I yeah. really enjoyed that match. That wasn't the main event? That should have been the main event. What the fuck are you talking about? You have fucking Theory versus Ziggler as the main event? I was confused. Didn't make any sense to me until I listened to After the Belt today. Okay. Corey Graves was telling us, 10 o'clock is their key viewership. Right. So the ratings spike at 10 o'clock. That's how you keep somebody till 11. So now, he said, probably going forward, you'll see big marquee matches at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we'll try to hold them till 11, which is also okay. makes sense business-wise. If you know already going into it, that's where the ratings spike. You got to capture your audience. Mm-hmm. And I forget who was on the show that made a good point where well, it's good because at 10 o'clock, you got to quote-unquote, big match. Mm-hmm. But then it also gives guys like Theory a quote-unquote main event experience. Mm-hmm. The last hour of Raw is going to be fucking sick going forward. But if you recall Raw like 20 years ago, Warzone between 10 and 11 yeah. had marquee matches. Okay. Okay. So the fact that they forgot that crap, right, All of us, and it's all of a sudden fixed... Tells you where the problem lied. True. I don't know where the ratings right? landed. Going because forward, I always true. thought, right, you had your... It, it, when I started watching WWE, religiously, Attitude Era, you had two shows distinctive, Raw and Warzone. Warzone was 10 to 11 where it was edgier. Mind you, it was edgier beforehand. Never noticed the difference. You did notice the difference, but you, if you noticed that subtle little trademark at the bottom corner... When they I know it was reached that the top of the hour, really right? Different you quality. knew shit was about to pick up. Okay. You knew that the main event matches were coming. You knew that the puppies were coming. You knew all that Stone Cold was going to come out. The Rock was going to come out. If I called Green Man. Yeah. Puppies. Puppies, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, it w- you, knew, you knew something was going to pick up in that last hour. Mind you, this was raw when it was two hours. Yeah. Good old days. So... That like yes, I agree that that last hour, you know, you need to showcase not only big stars but big storylines, uh, things that will affect a, you know, viewership for a pay per view, 
But I can understand, like, a guy like Theory being showcased because you also have a veteran like Ziggler. Great match, by the way. Right. I really, I, it was, that it was went, great. What, two commercial breaks, three segments? That was a fucking great, a lot of time they were giving. Again, the the the, the one thing I agreed with, normally I would bitch about, like, them having multiple segment matches. Really? They made it but, but, as I said, normally I would. Normally, but yeah. in this case... It just felt organic. And they did the same thing with Lashley and AJ Styles. Yeah. Where the match was just strong enough that I didn't give a crap about the commercials. Mm-hmm. I didn't, And they didn't even need to do like a picture-in-picture picture because I knew like, okay, you know, this is a mid-card title. It's fine. But they're still going to give me something strong when I get back from, you know, flow from progressive telling yeah. me that I need to bundle my insurance. I don't care about that. With and John, I didn't care. With John Hamm? Yeah, of course, with John, you know, they got to, you know, do something for John Hamm. I don't care about John Hamm. I care about AJ Styles trying to win a title. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but it was good. It had me invested. But it also had me invested because of the fact that I didn't have any BS promos on the side or any wasteful airtime. Mm-hmm. And it focused on the fact that you want to elevate this title and you're giving me something behind it so that I can get invested in it. Fantastic booking. Yeah. In terms of Ziggler and Theory, I think Ziggler is a good veteran to uh, carry Theory, push him. Yeah. So I really wasn't like bitching about that. I think I, their plan is clear. Ziggler right now is at the tail end. He's getting a little older, so now he has to push these younger talent. He's serving his purpose as any other wrestler. Makes a good job at it, yeah. By the way, you can say wrestler now. Just saying. Yeah, what about that promo? Wow. Okay. Gloves are off. You can say hospital now, by the way. Can you? Yeah. Apparently, the edict is not only can you say wrestler, but you don't have to say medical facility anymore. It's hospital now. Well, I understood that. I didn't. It didn't make any sense to me until I found out why. They stopped saying hospital because apparently they said some guy. Give me, give me a name. Uh, Seamus. All right. They said Seamus went to the local hospital. Remember they, they do that? Uh-huh. Well, apparently, Mark-ass fans would go to the local hospital to try oh, to find... Oh, no, they did yes. Oh, get the fuck out of no, here. No, <laughs> that's why they stopped saying medical facility instead of hospital. I'm like, really? It's not going to stop you, though. If you go to MSG... Okay. Right. And they say hospital. Yeah. It's not so much of a big deal because there are a bunch of nearest hospitals around there. Yes. If you were to do, like... I want to say, like, Grand Slam. Boom. One hospital. One hospital. Flushing hospital. So once <laughs> I found that out, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I can't change that because that makes sense. Because if you're going to – obviously, you're not doing that because what if – you're saying that because it's shit happens. Right. So I'm fine with that. No, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm, I never had an issue with, like, them saying medical facility. But apparently, it was a banned term, hospital. Mm-hmm. And now it's back. But I feel like – any smart Alec will determine the geography of where the arena is to a nearest hospital. Because, you know, we all have this thing called a smartphone now. Yep. It's even worse. So, <laughs> it's... And fans will find you. Even when they come to New York. We have three airports. Yep. You're going to have fans in Newark. You're going to have fans in LaGuardia. And you're going to have fans in Kennedy. Just saying. Ridiculous. We're good. But New Orleans, there's only one. It's pretty easy to find you, but it's also very disturbing that you get up at 2 or 3 in the morning 
and go to an airport to get something signed at like 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. That's kind of disturbing. I'm sorry. Like, that's just you know weird. You know when it's not disturbing? Yeah. You know when it's fucking cool? When you're accidentally staying at the hotel the restaurants are staying at, and you're walking into the hotel at 2 o'clock in the morning, and there's a crowd of fans greeting you. <laughs> Did that happen to you? Yes. <laughs> Houston, Texas, WrestleMania 25. That's great. We're out partying. We're drunk. And coming home, there's like crowds of people in the entrance. I'm like, hey, you know, you know Green Man. <laughs> we made the most of it. That was a fucking good one. Oh, that's great. I feel it's, like it's, 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 I feel we're like us, like you, Green Man, like Richard, everybody that we know that has gone to WrestleMania. There's always some really cool story. Yeah, there's a really cool WrestleMania story, and I, I really miss that. Me too. Because I know we haven't been to a WrestleMania lately. Yeah. But it there's 35. something always happens to one of us. Man, I can't wait to go back. I am planning to hit the road again next year. You want to LA? I that's the plan. Okay. So let let let. Fingers crossed. We'll Good luck getting tickets because apparently ninety something percent of the tickets are sold out already. I'm doing the I'm doing the typical now like I'm a wait last minute kind of deal. But if I go to LA and I happen not to go to a WrestleMania, so be it. NXT Heatwave was great beginning to end. Talk about a card with great matches nonstop. The conclusion of the Tony D'Angelo Santos feud. Hopefully we'll see Santos and now the main roster soon. We'll I hope see what so. happens. Uh, AEW is good. Yeah, the return of I Kenny mean, Omega. Other, other than the uh, Kenny Omega looking a little bit uh, not up to par, but I understand he was injured, blah, blah, blah. But well, like, he's like, are... a, like a fat kid going to a public swimming pool. <laughs> Wait, wearing the shirt. Take the shirt off. That's kind of what it felt like, yeah. but nobody asked him to wear the shirt. Impact's great. Going going on the road to Bound for Glory for some reason. Bound for Glory is their WrestleMania. It is. Not Slammiversary. Bound for Glory. Slammiversary is their SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it last episode, maybe two episodes ago, when they were competing against Money in the Bank, Mm -hmm. they made their monthly pay-per-view, quote-unquote pay-per-view, on Friday. Oh, interesting. The biggest show of the year, Bound for Glory, now is airing Friday at 8 o'clock. I'm not going to buy that. No. I'll buy it and watch it recording, then until I realize I know the results, I'm not going to watch it. Because you have SmackDown there. You know, SmackDown's going to lead to some other pay-per-view coming up in October. Hell in a Cell. You have other sports if you're into it. Why, like, are you doing it. why are you doing it Friday, man? The beginning of the biggest baseball show of the year. series are usually on a Friday. Yeah, biggest show. Your biggest show. I don't care about sports. Biggest show of the year. Do it on Saturday or Sunday. No, fuck Sunday. Do it Saturday. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. But, yeah. like, if you want, if you're about audience, you're going to get a bigger audience on Sunday than you were on Friday. Yes. A typical I, wrestling fan will focus on a Sunday. Yes. I have no clue why you're doing your biggest show on a fucking Friday at 8 o'clock against SmackDown on Fox, which gets, last week, got like 2 million viewers. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. It makes no I, fucking sense. It makes no sense, and Scott Demore needs to get his head out of his ass. But uh, I don't see it. I think, like you said, a Friday, uh, Saturday, sorry, a Saturday would work. Saturday's perfect. Uh, a Sunday is a typical wrestling fan day because you're yeah. used to it. Exactly. So, I mean, Sunday. Do it Sunday. Yeah. I mean, even... <laughs> I get why they don't... I, I guess why they don't do it on Sunday because they, they, they tape the next month of shows in that venue the next day or two. Well, yeah, you save production costs. Yeah, it makes but, sense. Yeah. But do it on Saturday. Do it Monday. I don't know why you're not doing it Monday, Sunday, Monday. Like you, uh, it just... We're way over time. We need to move on, but yeah, come yeah. on. Saturday. Anything else for television? We're good. I think 
fantastic week for WWE. If I had to pick a winner, they definitely have nailed it. And I am looking forward to how the stories are going to progress and how this all leads to some to Survivor Series. Not so much Clash of the, uh, Clash of the Castle. I'm looking forward to that being a nice Saturday afternoon and a Labor Day weekend. Talked about it off air. But isn't it fucking crazy how a European pay-per-view, Clash at the Castle, is more hyped and more intriguing than the biggest pay-per-view for AEW? Yeah. Isn't that sick? AEW have asked it in terms of the build to their next pay-per-view. I feel like the World's Collide pay-per-view, which takes place a couple hours beforehand, is going to beat the shit out of them. Do better. And honestly, I'm looking forward to... I hate that phrase, do better. No, do better. (laughs) I know. hey, Hey, you might hate it. But at the same time, if you're if, still in a couple of weeks, you have me intrigued over your pay-per-view I wasn't even interested in two weeks beforehand. Neither have I. Yeah. yeah. If you're still listening to this and you disagree with us or agree with us, again, our hotline is still open. Dial it up. New number, 917-SOW-7691. That, again, is 917-983-7691. Inbox at China Wrestling or hit us up on our social medias. Right back in on that note, let's wrap things up here. Not only wrap this show up, let's wrap this season up. Let's wrap this summer up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here throughout the summer. Thanks for filling in for my former co-host. I love this show ever since its inception. You have been, yeah, preach. And you know what? I'm still kind of peeved about Green Man not answering my chance. But you know what? That's fine because at least I'm contributing to something bigger. The success of this show. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that uh, this should last longer than anything there is. Without without the fans, we wouldn't be here. So we, I thank the fans on behalf of you. And let's keep this going, man. Wrestling is never ending. It's a never ending story. It's a story revolving titles and personal vendettas. So let's hope that wrestling keeps growing so we're able to deliver something for the fans. Again, one of our monikers for the last six years was this show is from the fans. To the fans. To the fans. So make sure you get involved in the conversation. Inbox at ShadowRacing.com. ShadowRacing on all forms of social media. Or text or call us. 917-SOW-7691. That's 917-983-7691. I was actually going to pull up what the... For those who don't know where the SOW would mean, but then you got it. Tell us what you think about anything. Wrestling... What happened this week, what we discussed, and we'll discuss it in a future episode. Where can people find you on social media? WWE Vacant 316 on all platforms, my friend. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Are you back active or are you still trying to get back? No, I'm trying to, but uh, actually, today I actually promoted this tremendous recording. So, okay. So, Preach. anytime there's something big going on, I'll be back. Anytime there's something significant, I'll put on Twitter. Anything that is kind of BS, I'll put it on Facebook. This is the season finale. We brought you on three months ago for the season of Vacant. Mm-hmm. I did not know it was going to be season of Vacant until you brought it up. I'm like, that makes fucking sense. Yeah. And we realized season of Vacant, now coming three months later, is coming to an end. And I, I'm just, as a guy who's in audio, as a guy who's building shows and the progression of shows, I wholeheartedly apologize for no payoff. No, no, without no. Without Green Man being it's here. Fine. As, you know, it's fine. You know, it's fine. I filled in the, the, the without Green shoes, being, which is the co-host shoes. Without Greenman being here, does that make you still feel like a win? You know what? He's I feel like I won via forfeit. He's ducking you. But you know what? 
I'm going to not accept that forfeit. So this man faces me face to face. Well, he's obviously not going to. But now, will you accept a, a, a challenger from somebody else? Listen, or if somebody, you want to replace the guy mean li- man's cowardice, so be it. But you oh, know what? I'll go, like, fun fact, I own the rights to Green Man. Yes, you do. So whoever shows up here, I could be Green Man, technically. Technically, if somebody wants to show up and walk this aisle right now and wants to challenge me, I'll take it as a warm-up for the real man. So, you know, we can make this an SOW Mania thing, like the week of WrestleMania. We can build this up, man. But you can lay out any opponent right now, and I'll beat him right now. Someday... Someday, I'll face you, man. <laughs> but for now, let's keep this civil. So WB Vacant 316, all crush all. All platforms. Well, you know, I hate to be that guy who ends on a sour note, but big wrestling fan, lifelong wrestling fan. And my cousin recently passed away. And he is always talking to me about wrestling. Of course. From like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. He was a guy in the Attitude Era, 90s. He doesn't watch it anymore. But... You always talk about this and this and this. What's going on? But is this real? Blah, 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 blah. I always fill him in. But his favorite wrestler was all time was the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. So, one last time. Rest in peace, buddy. This woo is for you. Woo! Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing. Hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>